listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora back talking more Punisher Season 2 on Netflix. Uh, it's Episodes 9 and 10. And uh, I don't know about you, Aurora, but I really liked these two episodes. I thought they really picked up. I, I think the last two episodes really felt like setups. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not that there was a ton of payoff. There was more. We got some twists. And mm-hmm. some cliffhangers a little bit uh, in in these two episodes. Uh, but I feel like everything really picked up. And, and some things fell into place. Some people I did not know all that much about. After these two episodes were done, I felt like I got a much better handle on them. And, they mm-hmm. be- and some of them became much more interesting as a result. Uh, so let's start with episode nine. Fluster Cluck, the best episode title. Like, they should just stop <laughs> naming episodes. <laughs> from here on out, because they're not going to top that one. But uh, let's talk about what happened. So Billy's army goes on a successful robbery and murder spree. Now, mind you, this is also, they, they don't want to mention it here because it's a Wikipedia paragraph, but uh, this was also interspersed with Billy and Dr. Dumont's relationship uh, continuing right. in a terrifying manner, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm going to be haunted by like digging fingers into scars <laughs> for like ever. I just, I don't get it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Anderson uh, visits Mr. Pilgrim in order to set a bounty on Frank and Amy. And he says that uh, now that Frank is, is basically out shooting guns in daylight, uh, the subtlety has had its day. And it's time for Pilgrim to contact uh, some mercenaries, uh, specifically uh, the, I believe, the white supremacist type crew that Pilgrim Mm -hmm. once belonged to. Uh, Russo breaks into Madani's apartment and confronts her about his forgotten memories. She reveals that he killed Frank's family in an act of greed. Uh, Frank learns that Russo's hideout is called Valhalla. Uh, but he is confronted by mercenaries after the bounty on his head has been placed. Uh, but he mm-hmm. kills them in rapid succession. Now aware of the bounty, Frank tries to contact Amy, only to find her gone. Amy left to try to flee the city by making contact with a friend from her former Chicago gang, who seemingly agrees to help. Amy finally answers Frank's calls and tells him of her plans, but finds out about the bounty on them. And, of course, Amy's friend betrays Amy for Mm -hmm. said bounty and brings the mercenaries after her. Frank arrives and kills all but one. 
uh, while Amy hides in a utility closet. The last mercenary is then disarmed by Amy, and she shoots him before Frank kills him so that Amy is not the killer. Uh, meanwhile, one of the mercenaries contacts Pilgrim uh, while he is, uh, Pilgrim that is, confronted by his former gang, who is not very happy to see him. Uh, what did you think of the Fluster Cluck episode, Aurora? Um, so, yes, I like the title. Yep. And uh, I, I liked some aspects of it. I'm not as excited about this episode like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main reason is the writing. Okay. Um, I was a bit upset with some of the writing in this episode, specifically um, when Billy is in Danny's apartment. Mm-hmm. First of all, okay, listen, and I know maybe I'm picking at things that don't matter, but I feel like we've seen her be paranoid about Billy coming to her apartment the whole time. Yes. Like, this has been her biggest fear. And she has said this over and over again. Mm -hmm. I would think that if she is that afraid of him being in her apartment, I don't think she would come in and put her gun in the side table. No. She would keep it with her. Yeah. Or she would put it somewhere where she was planning on being, at least. Right. Right. So the fact that she did that and it was so easy for Billy to get her gun... I was already upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was not but then, But then, you know, they, they have this conversation and, you know, she basically tells him, you know, you shot me in the head and he knows that they were lovers. Um, but even though he knows that they were lovers, he was a jerk. He shot her in the head. Yeah. He still feels the need to ask, why are you so upset with me? <laughs> yeah. And I was like... Not a good Are question. Are you serious? Yeah. What do you mean? Why am I upset? You tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good question. No. Um, so I, there's, those are the things that I was like, why, why was this added to the script? Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird. I agree. It was, it was weird. And then the other time that I was kind of like iffy about what happened was when uh, Amy left. Because how many times has she, like, left Frank already? And every single time, she gets in trouble. Oh, yeah. Every time. Every single time. So what makes her think that if she, you know, leaves in New York, Mm -hmm. she's going to be fine? I have no idea what she's thinking. (laughs) I mean... So those are the two things that I was, like, kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, she is young and dumb... She is, she is indeed young and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, maybe you can hand wave that away. Mm-hmm. Teens will be teens. Uh, that's I guess. I, I guess. Um, she did. I did like a, there was a moment when she's talking to, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Curtis? Yeah. Okay. Um, she's talking to him and he's asking her, you know, what she would do if she had the chance to do anything yeah why isn't she driving Um, her parents crazy by bringing home right right yeah and she said that she would like to have a job of like salvaging treasures in the ocean yeah she wants to be nathan drake yeah and i was like that's amazing yeah why didn't you do that she's like (laughs) i was like i would love to see like nathan drake just 
pair up with Amy and just go and get treasures yeah. in the ocean. That would be amazing. Go get yeah. some Spanish bullion. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they were. I mean, she's she's like, but you know, I never learned to swim or whatever. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Curtis is like, yeah, uh, you when you go through stuff like this, it makes you tend to rethink uh, your life goals or whatever he said. Like mm-hmm. when you're when you mm-hmm. when you're going through this, you tend to. Uh, you tend to reprioritize everything. Maybe when this is all over, you want to go and do something like that. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just nitpicking in some things, but I did like the whole sequence of when Frank comes in and saves Amy. Oh, and Amy, good. you know, applying the technique that he showed her about, you know, disarming someone. Yes. Um, that was really cool. And the way that he, you know, treated her when she was like shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, after shooting that guy, uh, that the whole that whole scene was really nice. So yeah. I I don't think this was intended with that scene, but I've never seen somebody brutally murdered and I have laughed. <laughs> I because it was just it was like that's how Frank is sweet, like that's yeah. that's how he's nice. Because like number one, I was like hell yeah when she disarmed that guy. I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. And then he's right. like, you're not going to shoot. And he shoots, she shoots him. Uh, but then yeah. she's like overcome with guilt. Like she doesn't mortally wound him. She just hurts him really bad. Right. And, but she is overcome with uh, regret or remorse. And mm-hmm. she's like, I, I killed him. I killed him. And Frank's like, no, 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 no. He's just, he's just hurt really bad. And she just, she can't stop. She's just like, I, I killed him. And, and Frank's, just turns yeah. and shoots him in the head and he's like no no see i killed him i killed him you didn't i did and i'm like oh he thinks he's sweet but it was so bizarre that like i got a chuckle out of me it wasn't even an uncomfortable laugh it was just yeah i just thought it was i think i i think i laughed out of joy because yeah yes yeah, just the fact that he thinks that's a nice thing to do yeah that was just <laughs> he wanted to make her feel better that's like that is frank he's the right. He is the mass murderer with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't want to hurt innocent people. He doesn't want. He doesn't even want them to feel bad. He knows she's just a kid. Um, right. He's happy he defended herself, but uh, you know he tells her. You know later near the end of the episode, he's like, "I know you didn't want to pull that trigger, but you did, and because you did, you're alive, uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's what's important right now." Uh, right. I thought I thought that scene was great. I actually really uh, enjoyed the scene with um, Pilgrim meeting with Anderson, like on the oh yeah, on mm-hmm. the driving course or whatever. I got like I just felt like I was hit with a wave of this dude is going to realize like Pilgrim is going to come around, something's going to happen with him, and he's going to mm. come around and realize that. Like, Anderson is playing him. Like, he's a very devout religious person, Pilgrim is. But right. Anderson kind of comes off as a fake, you know, devout person. Right. Or somebody who's using other people's Yeah, hiding, hiding behind his religion to yes. use people. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like John Pilgrim is without his own issues in this nature. Uh, and they will be revisited upon. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's like a, he's like a religious hitman. You know, uh, right. it's not easy to justify this, but it's because he's with this other guy uh, who is telling him that it's okay. He's giving him his justification that he's doing it. I feel like he's 
going to turn around at some point. Uh, mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. I, at least that's what I got a, fe- a feeling of. Uh, yeah. Also, I really enjoyed the uh, the scene where Frank gets confronted by the six mercenaries. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoy the they're really talking tough. And then yeah. they do that. There's six of us, but one of you, like there's one of you and Sith. Before he can even finish saying six, Frank <laughs> shoots five me, of them. It reminded me that uh, that scene in Indiana Jones where the guy's like showing off with his swords. And, yes, and Indy's just like just shoots shoots him. An all-time classic <laughs> shot in movies, and I believe that I, I think the story on that one is that he was Harrison Ford was sick that day. Oh, yeah, he, they were supposed yeah, to yeah, do yeah. a big fight scene, and instead they did that, and yes. they're like, "Oh my god, that's actually amazing!" And then left it in the movie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes. Like, I, I just think it yeah. rules. Anytime somebody's like, look at all my moves, look at how cool I am. And then it's just like, and then they're done. Like, anytime that happens. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was good times. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, I think I mm-hmm. liked episode 10 more, but yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, any final thoughts on episode 9? And uh, what would you give it, Aurora? I, I gave it a three. It's Ooh. not because I, I mean, it's, I'm just giving it a three just because I felt so annoyed mm-hmm. by some of the lines. Um, it wasn't a bad episode. It's just, it annoyed me a little bit. Okay. Uh, yep. I am, we're actually a little far off on this one. I gave this one four mm-hmm. and a quarter. All right. So we're off by like a, a point and a point and a point yeah. and five. Uh, usually we're on the same page. I don't know, but I, I can see where you're coming from, I guess. Uh, you know what it what it boils down to, I think, for a lot of people sometimes is when something sticks out to them. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some people who can look right past it, like I did, right? And there's some people for whom it's just like it's seared into them and they can't look past it. Yes, uh, yes. This has happened a lot with me recently with Game of Thrones. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people have been able to look past some things, and I have not been able to look past them. And as a result, right. I enjoyed them a little less. So mm-hmm. uh, before we talk about the next episode, let's thank the good people over at Think Geek for sponsoring the show. Uh, but uh, instead of going to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek, which you can do, of course, uh, I suggest cinemageekly.com slash marvel, which will take you to Think Geek's excellent marvel uh, the section of their website and tons of amazing things. Aurora was just telling me that she is doing a barbecue later, which yes. is amazing timing, Aurora, because I am looking <laughs> at a Captain America three piece barbecue tool set on oh, yes. Think Geek. Uh, now, these are just your fairly normal barbecue tools. Uh, the They have like birch handles that have like the Captain America like print on them but of course one of the spatulas does of course have cap shield on it so you could hypothetically perhaps if you know how to do that sort of thing sear captain america's shield into one of your burgers (laughs) that's amazing uh and it's not too bad either it's uh 20 bucks on thinking all right uh i'm geared up by the way for barbecuing i am insanely jealous that you are barbecuing right now and i am not (laughs) uh that sounds awesome Yes. And maybe you should just, I don't know how this would work or could work, but maybe you could just ship some to me just in the mail. <laughs> I don't think you can do that, but it just sounds so good. Uh, yes. Making and, some wings. Yeah, that sounds good, too. Look, and if you're going to barbecue, do it in style. Captain America style, everybody. <laughs> Flip burgers like a true American, Aurora. <laughs> 
there we go. With your cap, <laughs> with your cap shield. Uh, yeah, you can you can buy them now and have them ready for the Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. Great timing, everyone. CinemaGeekly.com slash Marvel, or you can click the uh, the Support Us link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, episode 10, uh, an episode in which no one grilled anything. No. It's a shame. <laughs> uh, we get a bit of a flashback. Uh, it's called The Dark Hearts of Men, by the way, and we get a little bit of a flashback uh, to start the episode. Although this episode was a little timey-wimey in how it was uh dealt with we get like a little bit of 20 mm-hmm. we get some like some flashback at the beginning of the episode of frank and billy undergoing right. what i can only describe as an absolutely idiotic ritual of mm-hmm. them going through a line of their fellow soldiers and their soldiers beating the crap out of them uh presumably i guess to perhaps imitate war you know being beaten and broken and right. battered and getting back up again uh, but still, nothing I would ever want to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with friends. Uh, but they do it. Uh, so we see Mr. Pilgrim. And the first thing they actually show us is that he's alive. He was confronted by all of these white supremacist gang guys uh, mm-hmm. that uh, wanted to get him. And we actually learn his story that he went out on a supply mission or a, a delivery or something like that with like a million dollars and he never came back. Uh, and that his truck broke down and he ended up in a bar fight where he killed somebody and then he went to prison and mm-hmm. then he presumably met Anderson or somebody from his church or something right. and saved him. And now he's out and he's a different person. Uh, but to these guys, he's a traitor. And that's the last mm-hmm. we saw of him. Now we see him back at his hotel room and something has happened. He is bloody. His jacket is torn. Uh, it's ridiculous, but it's obvious he won. Right. Uh, I mean, at the beginning, it wasn't that obvious. I thought he, like, they beat him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I just figured, like, he made it out of there alive. Uh, oh, right, right. None right, of them right. did. Uh, right. He also falls back into drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. uh, and starts doubting his purpose. The flashback to him actually getting out was brutal and kind of disturbing. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. when uh, when we're just giving our, our general thoughts on the episode. Uh, meanwhile, Frank and Curtis are scouting the Valhalla location, but... Russo knows that they are there and he is spying on them. Uh, going back to flashbacks, Madani is visiting Dr. Dumont to discuss Russo and Frank over a bottle of wine. Afterwards, Dumont surmises that the only difference between them is that Castle's belief is that he is better than his victims due to his moral code. In mm-hmm. the present, Frank attacks Valhalla, believing the Women that attended the gang's parties uh, every night have left the building. Uh, Knowing he was going to attack, Russo sets up an ambush where the gang brutally beats and cuts Frank. After Russo leaves, Frank manages to escape and kills everyone uh, and goes after Billy. Uh, As he sees Billy going into an upper office area, Frank, enraged, fires blindly into it. Uh, Back in the flashback, Dumont tells Russo how to break Castle to destroy his sense of moral superiority over his prey. 
and in the present, Frank enters the office while still chasing Russo, but finds three dead women, causing him to freeze in his guilt as police arrive to arrest him. Uh, Mm -hmm. What did you think of episode 10? This episode was great. Yep. (laughs) I thought this was an Um, excellent episode. Yeah, this this episode was really well-paced, and I loved the back and forth. I was wondering why, you know, the therapist was talking to Medani. Mm-hmm. And the I thought she the was going to kill her. I thought so, too. Yeah. I thought she, she, she put something in the wine. Yeah, they kept showing the wine, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Now that you, you know you were reading the synopsis, Mm -hmm. something came to my mind that I didn't think about before, but the Pilgrim and Punisher are the same. They are essentially the same, yes. Because they're both guys that that can be brutally violent, Mm -hmm. but they justify it by saying that they're doing it to bad people and they don't kill innocent people. Um, So that contrast... Now in this episode, like, you know how I've been saying that I don't know what the connection to the Pilgrim is? Now I can see it in this episode, how they are, you know, having them next to each other. Yeah, right, right. Um, But yeah, I thought it was brilliant that, you know, the therapist found a way to break Castle by just making him look as a bad guy. Mm -hmm. I I thought it was amazing. Um, So yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's pretty amazing how awful a human being Dumont is. Like she's, she, I think she's worse than Billy Russo. She's not wrong about Frank. Um, no, you know she knows that, and we know that he's not like a good, like a deep down he's a good person. But right. He's only hanging on by a thread. Most of what he does is not good. Uh, but right. he does pride himself in only punishing people who deserve to be punished. Now, of course, right. you know, she asked, you know, who gets to decide that? And that is an excellent question. It shouldn't be one person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Frank shouldn't be doing this. But since I can't stop Frank from doing it, at least I know in the back of my mind that he wouldn't hurt an innocent. Uh, right. That he would do his due diligence to the best of his ability Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. It is actually a pretty standard superhero thing, you know. Why do mm-hmm. the superheroes? Why do they get to decide? In fact, Aurora, I don't know if you remember, but they made a a whole Marvel movie about whether or not superheroes. <laughs> why you know? Why are they the ones who should get to decide where they go and what they do? Right. They had a big right. fight about it, and it made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, it's a little different because Frank, instead of like stopping bad guys, is usually stopping them forever uh, by shooting them. Uh, right. But ultimately, she is helping Billy, who killed Frank's wife. Like, it's not like Frank was a vigilante killer before. Mm-hmm. Like, he had done some bad things in war, uh, things that were covered in season one. Uh, he is not an angel. But right. he was just trying to get back to live his life and try to live some sort of normal semblance of his life. And Billy, who was Frank's friend, was so driven by his own greed that he allowed for Frank's family to be killed, his wife and his children. Right. How does she not be like, okay, 
Like, he's, like, Frank is bad, but Billy is either as bad or worse. And how she doesn't say, like, I can't be a part of this is mind-boggling to me. Because she's, like, siding with the guy who is as bad or worse. And you could easily argue worse uh, than, than Frank. And I think that makes her, as you said, worse than Billy even. Yeah. I wonder if if she's connected to the Punisher somehow. Like if something happened that Frank Castle is is involved and maybe that's why she's not seeing it. Directly or indirectly? Maybe. Yeah. Like maybe he killed someone close to her by accident. I don't know. Like maybe there's a connection there. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't understand why she can side with Billy and not Frank. I loved... This is the episode where I got on the Pilgrim Party train. Aurora. I, this whole, like, the the way they told the story of the fight by kind mm-hmm. of jumping back and forth in time, like, yep. he headbutts a dude, and then in the present, you see him literally picking two of this dude's teeth out of his head, like, digging it out. Oh, my God, yeah, it was Gross. insane. Like, insane. Yeah. he sticks his, he sticks, like, almost his whole hand into his mouth, and I'm like, what's happening here? And then they cut back to the fight where this dude is, like, kneeing him in the jaw and punching him. And then we cut back to the present, and he's, like, setting his broken jaw back in place. Oh, my God. Like, yes. it's just <laughs> gross. And, felt like, he gets sliced, and then he takes off his shirt in present time. There's a huge wound on his body that he wraps up. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts drinking and taking the drugs. And then they kind of cut back, and, you know, he's not like that at first. But then he goes through this ordeal, and then he takes the drink, maybe just to, like, kill the pain for a minute. But mm-hmm. then he takes I the bottle. I think so, yeah. Yep, then he takes the bottle, he takes the drugs, and it just so happens, Aurora, because he's in New York, and he's in a he's in a less-than-five-star hotel. There's some sort of drug party going on next door with... I don't know who this guy was. He had, like, a, a poster board or something in his room with his face on it. Like, I don't know if he's, <laughs> like, a congressman or a, a TV personality or something, but he has a bunch of... Uh, prostitutes and they're just mm-hmm. doing drugs and having a good time and Billy, or not Billy, but uh, Pilgrim just inserts himself into this and he's completely wasted and then he finds himself uh, being I'll just say for the for the sake of cleanliness, Aurora he was being with a prostitute uh, mm-hmm. while she was doing her job but he was just reflecting as one yeah. sometimes do uh, if you've been through an ordeal and you're drunk, uh, he's just talking right. about his life and, you know, uh, how did I get here? You know, that sort of thing. Yes. Uh, I just, I was like, you know what? I, like in the span of two episodes, I kind of now know who this character is and mm-hmm. I even feel a little bit for him. Uh, he just, you know, wants to, like he met his wife, obviously, that... In, in the flashbacks as well, or in visions or dreams or something he's having uh, while mm-hmm. drunk. Uh, we kind of get a little bit of their story as well, where he is f- completely honest with her and she accepts and loves him for who he is because she believes. I that wonder he's if, that, if that happened for real and it was a memory or if, if that was something that he was mm-hmm. trying to tell himself, himself. to feel, feel better. Yeah. 
and and of course Anderson in the last episode, all he talked about like at least two or three times was, you know, we just got to do this and we'll get you back to your family. Like he's manipulating mm-hmm. him. He knows all yeah. he wants is is this. Right. Uh, he wants to stay away from this stuff that he's doing. I don't think he gets any pleasure or joy out of it anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of, as his old crime boss was telling us, he used to be the loudest one in the group. Uh, right. Get a couple of shots in him and he's yelling and screaming and giving speeches. and uh, uh, he was Which is really, it's, it's really hard to imagine because we've seen him just be yes. like this quiet, reserved guy. Yes. And oh, yeah. uh, I, they did a thing that would not happen, I don't think, in real life. But because it's a TV show, because it's a character, sometimes characters do things because that's their character. And mm-hmm. he did a thing here where I was just like, that's awesome. After all of this, his, his jacket is ripped, he's bloody, he's bleeding. He takes the time, as painful as it is, to bend over, to pick up his hat, and to put it on his head. Because yeah, he does yeah. not leave a room without doing that. Uh, right. I was like, that's that's great. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. A lot of tension. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. pretty convinced that Dumont was going to kill Madani, but she just yeah. used her to find out what Frank's weakness is. Now, Aurora, I ask you this question. Because Frank, obviously, once he realized those women in that upper office were dead... Mm-hmm. He was completely ripped apart, and I love how they did that as well. Like, you could, you could just you know, you can only see him standing there, but you can hear him yelling and screaming. Like it's all yep. confusion, and um, it's sort of like a nice representation of what he was going through, mm-hmm. uh, realizing that he has done the thing that he vowed he would never do. Right. Uh, he didn't kill those girls, right? Russo killed those girls, and they were up in that office waiting for Frank to get there. That's what I think. I am struggling with this because he did shoot the the room. He did. Um. Now, yeah, I mm. see. To me, it's I mean, because I don't know if if maybe Billy just left the girls there mm-hmm. for them to be killed, but I think that that will be more more of a you know more trouble because they could just yeah i don't think that they would just stand there to get killed yeah they would like you know crouch or do something to avoid right being with shot. all the gunshots all the gunfire yeah. going on especially there's yeah. a couple of most of them i think were like on well there's one for sure who was on top of a desk so she would yes. have had to have been standing like not crouching right. or hiding right so yeah i think i think he planted them there because you know that's that that was the whole plan yeah so yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh any other thoughts on the dark hearts of men Aurora and uh what would you give it? I am just, you know, the only thing I'm, I I have to add is that I'm just in shock that th- there's a whole scene where Frank gets in this warehouse mm-hmm. and Billy has this um uh kind of like a loud he has a loud music Oh, just yes. comes, yes. Yes, uh, just a little bit with a, like a bright light, and just blinds him. Yes, uh, blinds Frank, and then these guys come in and just knife kick him his butt, or punch him, or, right? Yeah, yep. Right, um, and then at the end of that of that scene, Frank is in the floor, like he looks like he's about to die. Yep. And then Billy leaves, and he says, "Break him, and then finish him." Yep. 
So the guys go to the break part, and Frank Castle just acts like nothing happened. He mm -hmm. kills all of them. <laughs> and I was like, wait. <laughs> uh, is that adrenaline? I will never want to be chased by Frank Castle. No. He's terrifying. <laughs> He's like all covered in blood, and then he goes into the next room, and he gets shot. He's still he's still going. He's still going. Yeah. Still going. I think that he I, I, I my husband was with me. We were watching it together and I was like, What's the disease where people can feel pain? I think it's like SIPA. Yeah, there is a yeah, there is an actual disease where And I was like, pain I think that's, I think that's Frank Castle uh he uh, like superpower. He just can't feel pain. I just imagine that Frank in my in my head canon, like in my in my brain movie, he's um he, he's like an X Man, okay? Yes. So, like the more blood he loses, the more his blood is replaced by just pure adrenaline. So like right. you can shoot him, he doesn't care. Uh he still has like all the energy in the world. <laughs> uh yep. yeah, cuz I I mean otherwise no no other human could do this. Uh no. only Frank Castle, but yeah. Yes. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh so uh what what would you give episode 10? Uh I give it a 4. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So once again, we are not on the same exact page, although we were a little bit closer this time. I gave this one a four and a half. Okay. Uh, I I really like this episode. I thought it was excellent, and uh, I'm now feeling kind of geared up for the yeah. the, the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So uh, before we let you know what we're going to be watching next time, uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com. You can check out the archives of the show. Uh, and, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can come back next time and uh, hear us talk about more Punisher. Season 2, Episode 11, my favorite Jim Cameron movie, The Abyss, uh, <laughs> and Episode 12 called Collision Course. Collision Course.